Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing today? I am feeling nostalgia. Well, you should because we are making our way over to the West Coast. We've done our stroll through episodes for everything on the East Coast as far as Walt Disney World. And tonight we segue over to the West Coast where it all began. So to all who enter this happy place, welcome. We are doing our stroll through Disneyland Park today. And I will tell you right up front, the very first misconception of people is that we're strolling through the Magic Kingdom. But where we're going is the Disneyland Resort and that park with the castle that we are all so tempted to call the Magic Kingdom is actually Disneyland. Well, and obviously that's because of the castle. So the inspiration for the the main iconography that we know in the Magic Kingdom is Cinderella Castle. But that's not the castle we have on the West Coast. That's not the first castle that Walt had. So why don't we start where it all began? Give us Give us some dates, give us some information, and then we'll just kind of stroll from there. You bet. And I... I love being in Disneyland. I definitely feel Walt's presence, as you said. It is the initial park. So when we talk about it tonight, we talk about how it's the same as Walt Disney World with certain attractions. It's really not. Walt Disney World is the same as Disneyland. They were first. And so that light in Walt's apartment that burns forever is his marking on the park. And again, it was the park that he strolled and saw open and his dream come true. And it opened back July 18th, 1955 with just 11 attractions. And it was definitely that field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. But one of the things that happened in Disneyland was the funding wasn't there because nobody really knew who this this disney guy was his name didn't carry the weight that it did today so lots of big plans but a much smaller start and when we look at disneyland and then we look at walt disney world we can also see how they took some things and they realized how they could enhance them and make them bigger, better, and carry that over to Walt Disney World. And the very first way, as you said, is with the castle. So if you're in Walt Disney World in Magic Kingdom, you can pretty much see that top spiral of the castle from anywhere in Magic Kingdom. And the thing that always surprises me in Disneyland is the castle is so tiny. You can't see it from everywhere. You can't see it from out of the park gates. You can't see it from back corners. You have to get pretty close, but I will say it is equally magical. Every time we talk about the West Coast, you know, you talk about that they're not blessed with the amount of space that they have in Florida. And so you can't necessarily build something to the size of Cinderella Castle when you're dropping it in the middle of 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 a major city. And so that's where we are now. It may not have been at the time when Walt was designing the park, but he said people didn't know who he was. He was, he was a filmmaker. He wasn't somebody who designed theme parks. This is not who he was. So really everything that, that he laid the foundation for in, in Disneyland has really paved the way for all theme parks that we've come to know and love. So it's a, it's a great ride for us to take right now, pun very much intended, as we stroll through, you had mentioned the attractions that were there when it opened versus what's there today. 
What's the difference in between the attractions that were there when it opened versus what's there today? What, I guess, has remained versus what has been added? Well, there's a lot of, as I said, nostalgia in it. There's a lot of things that we saw come to the East Coast, come to Paris, Tokyo. It's a small world. Is everywhere. It is the only song that plays 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, somewhere in the world. How fortunate um, are all of we? <laughs> it still offers Mr. Toad, and we all know how I feel about Save Toad. Um, the Autotopia, the Mad Tea Party, the Railway, Mark Twain. So a lot of those real great nostalgic rides again many that we see in other parks so it's got that but as we know walt's dream is that it is never complete so in the last several years and again this is one of those things that throws me and throws most people who are big walt disney world fans and finally listen to me and head west Batu, which we all know is in Hollywood Studios in Florida, is in Disneyland. So it really throws me to have Star Wars kind of steps from the castle, but it works and it works the same way as it does in Florida. It has one of those entrances where they really take that path to literally transport you to another galaxy. Would you say it's the first place you go when you go into the park? So depending what you love, again, when you enter that park, you want to get in and get to one of those real popular rides quickly. Batu is definitely a top favorite, but also if that's not for you, maybe Space Mountain is your thing, Splash Mountain, because it can be pretty hot out there, Big Thunder Mountain, lots of great, again, the mountains are definitely calling in all of our parks and always a great spot to start. Some of the things that we know and love from the East Coast or any of our folks that are listening that have been to any of the, you know, our European footprint or anything in Asia, we see some of these things have made their way there. What are the classics that were there in the beginning that we still need to to recognize today that we can go and see today? You mentioned a couple of them, but run down the list for us. So I think the thing that is always a struggle with the classics Again, this park opened in 1955. So what was state of the art in 1955? Not so much You and I can probably build in our garage today. (laughs) And so I think there's always the struggle with the animatronics, the lights, the entertainment, the interactive feature versus holding on to that classic. Storybook canals. Uh, Every time I do that, attraction i say this one's going to be the next one to go um you (laughs) get on a boat yeah tell me why so you're sitting on a boat you kind of have your little gondolier on the back kind of rowing your boat telling you your story and you go through these canals as its name implies and every so often you get to a city and that city is like a model railroad city of a classic Disney film. So you might get to Agrabar and then you, you know, they've got all the things. So you know that that's Agrabar and your gondolier is narrating for you. And then you go a little further and you get to a castle and they'll tell you the story of how that's Cinderella's castle. It's definitely cute. 
for those of us that have that nostalgic pull, it's adorable for your four and five-year-olds who are thrilled with their Duplo set and building those things at home. Right. I, I think your teenager is saying, what? Take me <laughs> to a mountain. What is this? It is classic quintessential Disney. Um, well, we're going to get to the they, we're going to get to those mountains in a second. But talk to me about what else is there, classic wise, because there are there are a bunch. And for anybody that's been checking out the stuff on Disney Plus, you've seen the things that they've had that are classics there. You've seen the things that Walt had his hand in. What else is there that Walt had his hand in that that we can point to? One of the real classic things is going to be Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. And it's the only attraction that actually carries Walt's name. The story behind it goes that, again, Disney was not a known name. Getting funding wasn't possible. And Enchanted Tiki Room almost got scrapped. We almost didn't get to go where the birds sing and the flowers bloom. <laughs> and Walt personally said, I can't let this one go. So instead of the company putting on Tiki Room, Walt put in his own money to make the Tiki Room come to life. And so, as I said, that attraction, if you ever look carefully at the signs, it is Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. What else have they tried to keep? So I think they try and keep what they can. So for instance, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, again, something we had on both coasts, right. in Disneyland, has been rethemed and it's Nemo's submarine adventure. Right. So they've redone what you see underwater. They've repainted those submarines from, you know, military green to that bright yellow. And you get the Nemo story when you go. Small World, obviously the most classic Disney attraction. It began before there was a theme park. It began as a World's Fair attraction. Yep. And many years ago, I have to say, I was super sad when they made an announcement that they were going to mess with Small World. And out in California, they added characters into a Small World. So when you get to certain parts that are appropriate, when you get to the Midwest, Jesse and Woody are there. And there's a part that's about the oceans and you see Ariel and Nemo are there. And I thought, don't mess with those dolls. Don't add that in. And I have to say, while I expected to hate it, I love it. <laughs> the characters are super subtle. Sometimes you might not even realize because they're not done in the exact character face. They're done to blend right in with all the dolls. Nice. I guarantee that you will miss some of them on your first time through. Make sure you check in the show notes. We actually have a little checklist so that you can find them in order if you wrote it once and didn't find them all and you want to know what's there, grab a copy of our checklist to help you so that you can do that classic. And of course, Pirates of the Caribbean is there. And I think one of the other things that I love is while we have some of these attractions at multiple parks, they're all slightly different variations. The tracks are not identical, so you're not seeing the drops in the same spot. It changes up a little bit in some of the character. And one of the things out in Disneyland that I love is pirates, as you begin your journey, 
actually you can see a dock on the right hand side and that dock holds tables for the restaurant blue bayou so you can do a great dinner and watch all the pirate boats go by that's very cool all right, let's segue because you had talked about you know the juxtaposition of the the small kid at Storybook Canals to the teenagers. Let's talk about some of the thrills. You've got you've got the mountains that you've talked about. What other thrill rides are there that we could talk about? So again, we have Batu out there. You're going to have Rise of the Resistance. You're going to have Millennium Falcon, Smugglers Run, all those great things that we love about Batu on both coasts, it is 99% identical. Okay. So if you want to build your lightsaber, build your droid, you want to have your blue and your green milk, it's all going to be there for you. <laughs> okay. Matterhorn, one of our thrills, one of our mountains that we don't normally see in other parks. So that's unique to there. And again, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, lots of great attractions. You know, one of the things that, that we, we run into all the time on the East Coast is inclement weather, right? That's just, if you're going to travel to Florida, you know that you can you can bank on pretty much 20 minutes to an hour of each afternoon you're going to get rained on. California, uh, you know, maybe that would happen. If it does happen to you, where are you going to get out of the rain in Disneyland Park? You definitely don't have anywhere near the amount of rain in California that we do in Florida. And... You actually kind of have the opposite because they don't have as much rain. Many of the rides that you might be used to in Florida have indoor queues to protect you from the rain. You will find a lot more outdoor queues in Disneyland. So it is definitely a double up on the sunscreen, a lot more time outdoors, and therefore a lot harder to find places to get out of the rain. Sure. Um, my two favorites, way back at the beginning of the park as you enter, head into great moments with Mr. Lincoln in their theater to get a great history lesson and some air and some dry time. <laughs> and of course, they also have a railroad that takes you all around the park. Well, and that's just straight from the life of Walt Disney, right? The railroad, I mean, just totally right in Walt's wheelhouse. You, you can't you can't get rid of that. I know that's one of the things that I struggle with right now as of recording that the Walt Disney World Railroad is down. So certainly something you would have to jump on once you're in Disneyland. Definitely. And unique to Disneyland is that there is actually a monorail stop within the theme park. So... You could hop on a monorail ride and go for the big loop and it will leave the park, cross over through the other park. It does not offer a stop and ultimately head to its secondary station in what is still called downtown Disney there. And then right back into the park, dropping you off by another classic, Autotopia. As you know, as somebody who plans vacations for a living and somebody that is on vacation often to understand what these properties offer for folks, sometimes you just need a break. Sometimes you need to kind of take a break, recalibrate your, your day and kind of go from there. Where's the best spot or couple spots in Disneyland Park to do that? So dining is really a great spot to take a break in Disneyland. Okay. Unlike... While Disney World, we're, we're all used to that super early planning. With a couple of exceptions, 
you can actually get some very last minute sit down dining. You can walk up to a podium and be seated. So a great way to get out of the weather. Small World, obviously a nice longer attraction, an easy way out of the weather. And then a favorite of mine is Casey's, um, their train cars. So it's a little ride on a track and you can take a break there as well. What about any kind of seasonal changes or any actual updates or changes based on what's been going on in the world that the park has to offer? So we know that all of the Disney parks and all of us love to celebrate the holidays. The big changeover in Disneyland is their Haunted Mansion. And again, that's an attraction that by name we know is in multiple parks, but it definitely looks unique. The entrance and everything going through it is unique. And they, right before Halloween, they begin their big Nightmare Before Christmas makeover, which is known for its gingerbread house that is in the great room as you walk in. And every year on the gingerbread house, they add another ornament to enhance the house and theme in with that nightmare theme. Also, it's a small world. They've used for various things over the years as a projection screen. And currently, as we're talking, it is April 2022. They'll have several shows nightly on there for Encanto fans. So obviously, you know, tweaking it as things become more and more popular and Kanto very, very popular over the last year or so. So definitely something to check out. What's coming soon? What what can we expect to be a change that's coming to Disneyland Park soon? So they have closed down Toontown, which we will definitely miss. Mickey and Minnie's house in a spot to see them. And little opposite here they are getting the runaway railway like we have in hollywood studios so we will see a replica of that coming to the park and again they're always updating and doing little tweaks one of the things that i love about disneyland is even though they don't have that luxury of space that we talked about earlier i do feel like they have more quiet pathways more nooks to explore Um, One of their areas is New Orleans Square, which I love, you know, their bayou and all that little feel and a way to really kind of relax and take it all in. So this is the the point in every show that we get to where we realize that we we haven't covered it all. So is there anything that you can think of that we haven't covered that you want to mention? Well, there's a bunch of classic rides or popular rides that people are going to say she didn't talk about and you're right we did not read you a map and talk about every ride (laughs) but i think the big thing that we didn't talk about is nighttime shows and i always find it fascinating that disneyland has up to three nighttime shows at once and again we are just coming out of that pandemic now i will be headed out to california in about two weeks for the return of the most classic Disney thing you can get. And one of my absolute favorite things, the Main Street Electrical Light Parade. Very cool. So that'll be back. And again, if you're a Walt Disney World person, we're going to throw you to say that Disneyland Park also includes Fantasmic. And again, it's amazing to me how they make this work. 
it does not have a big amphitheater like we're used to. It is on the river where we find the Mark Twain riverboats. And at night, that walkway that runs from Big Thunder Mountain over to Haunted Mansion kind of turns from a walkway to a standing area to watch the live Fantasmic show right from an area that during the day you wouldn't even realize is going to be a nighttime spectacular. Well, we're going to come back and revisit this part of the country in a few weeks as we do our stroll through Disney's California Adventure. Uh, and at that point, you will have seen some of these experiences come back. Sandy, I thank you for the time. This is where it all began. Anytime I get to hear you talk about Disneyland and anything else in the West Coast, it's a good evening for me. I hope it was for the listener as well. Have a great week. Thanks, you as well. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories. <laughs>